Welcome to Hospitality Forward, a podcast where hospitality and travel professionals learn how to earn the media spotlight. My name is Hana Lee. I am president of Hana Lee Communications, an award-winning public relations agency in New York City. And I'm Michael Anstendig, editor-in-chief at Hana Lee Communications and a food and beverage writer. As a journalist myself and Hannah as a PR professional, we understand the power of media coverage and its impact on someone's career and business. That's why we launched our podcast to help our industry rebuild and rebound by interviewing top journalists who share their insights and tips for gaining the media's attention. In this episode, we are so excited to chat with our first international journalist guest, Sandra Lawrence and Gary Chapman, the founders of the Cocktail Lovers magazine in the UK. This charming married couple together share the cocktail love through their eponymous magazine and website, events, and consumer workshops. Noted for being the first to know who's moving and shaking in the cocktail world, the Cocktail Lovers magazine was voted Best Spirits and Cocktail Publication in the Tales of the Cocktail Spirit Awards and shortlisted for Best Food and Drinks Publications in the British Society of Magazine Editors Awards. The duo have also been listed on the London Evening Standard The Progress 1000, London's Most Influential People. Hi guys. Hi Sandra and Gary. How are you? Hi, Michael and Hannah. How are you doing? Great. Welcome to the show. Yeah, so great to see you. Thank you for asking us. This is so exciting. You guys are our first overseas guests. We're so privileged. We've listened to a lot of your podcasts and they sound absolutely brilliant. Keep up the good work. And we feel so honored to be part of your yeah, show. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. The feeling is very mutual. And, uh, you know, have you guys been and What's it like for the hospitality industry in uh, the UK right now? It's um, We've been fine. Luckily, we've been healthy and we've kept well. But it's it's sad because we can't get out and see and support our friends. Um, that's, that's the tough bit because we know that a lot of people are suffering quite right now. So that's that's the hard thing. Yeah. And I guess it's the same in London as it is in New York and a lot of big cities where you thrive on that energy and that buzz and to walk around those streets and they're quiet and the bars are closed, it, it's hard. It is. Same here in New York City. I mean, and we used to get 60 million people visiting New York City, but now it's a completely different, you know, situation. So very sad. But we, we, you know, we have been seeing a lot of innovations as a result of this crisis. What are you guys seeing on your side of the pond? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the good thing is with this industry, everyone is so creative and they've been so quick to pivot because you know, it's a matter of having to survive. So people have been thinking very quickly. There's been a lot, I think, also in the in the States, lots of takeaway and delivery services, which have been amazing. Because I think that before people used to think of them as not the greatest of drinks, but actually the quality of them has been absolutely amazing. We've had we've had bottled cocktails from everywhere, from the Connaught to Swift to all sorts of bars, and everyone's doing a great, great job. Yeah. Bartenders, bar owners, by nature, they're entrepreneurs. So, you know, 
they're getting all these lemons thrown at them and they're making beautiful lemonade, you know. So I, we're, we're just in awe of the way they're sort of they're making this into a positive as much as possible. And the, the other thing is it's been really good from a consumer point of view to see how much that people want these drinks. So it's not just a case of the bars creating these drinks. They're actually being snapped up. And over here, um, in the first month of the very first lockdown, cocktail delivery services were Googled 350% more than they had been before. So that just goes to show the first that people have for cocktails. Indeed, especially the pandemic, I think, made people even thirstier. Absolutely. It drove us all to drink. Good drink. <laughs> so speaking of innovation, um, you guys have done amazing work with the cocktail lovers, which now celebrating 10th year anniversary this year, I think, right? Yes, yes, it so is. Congratulations. That's amazing. So tell us about the cocktail lovers. So how did it come about from your inspiration to, you know, who your audience is? So tell us everything about your magazine. Right. How long have you guys got? <laughs> uh, no, we'll give you the condensed version. I mean, as you say, we've been going for about 10 years. Um, and it started very much as a labour of love, and it, and it still is. Um, and it, it, it came about because Sandra and I, we loved going to these great bars. When we were first dating, I was always trying to impress Sandra by taking her to great <laughs> cocktail bars. Luckily, it worked. You know, and, I, and it was a, a, a key part of our relationship was going to nice bars and dressing up and getting to know the bartender. We always loved sitting at the bar. It was a big thing for us to sit at the bar and talk to the bartenders. And I think they kind of liked the fact that we were more than a little interested. And then, you know, this was a few years we were doing this. And then suddenly we started talking to friends and they were always asking us, where should we go and what's hot? And I'm going to be in this part of London. Where should we drink? So. We just started writing a blog at the time, very much about the bars in London, and that's how it started. Um, we called ourselves the Cocktail Lovers, partly because we were lovers, we weren't married then, um, but also we a key part of what we wanted to do was to celebrate great bars. We didn't want to do negative uh, reviews. We didn't want to. We don't like that thing in the restaurant world where people put down restaurants and give them bad reviews. We said, let's celebrate what we love about this industry. Uh, we wrote the blog that evolved from bars to writing about drinks, personalities. Um, and also we, we always see it as a lifestyle. Mm. Um, so we were equally writing about what people were wearing, um, traveling, and then that evolved into the magazine. And it became a very much, we wanted the magazine to be a lifestyle magazine about cocktails. So it was equally important to write about food and travel and clothes and personalities all from a cocktail perspective yeah and then after the blog um it, it transitioned we wanted to do a little bit more and people kept asking us to do more i was already a journalist at this time but i was writing about fashion um and food so i, I was interviewing chefs um but it was so much lovelier to to interview bartenders because they had so much passion they were theatrical, they were artistic. There's all of this wonderful enthusiasm that they had for what they were doing. And I wanted to translate that to let people know that bartending wasn't this deadbeat job that people just did in between careers. This was a career. 
And because I was very much from a lifestyle background and Gary worked in advertising, so he had that mindset as well, we wanted to translate our passion to other people that we knew that were starting their cocktail journey as well. So we were asking the questions that they wanted to ask and and to know. And we brought the cocktail to life in the cocktail lovers lifestyle way. Yeah. I mean, we are fans and I know there's a lot of fans around the globe loving your magazine. Thank you. So let's talk about being a couple. So you are married and you are a working couple, just like Michael and me. (laughs) I know there are some challenges and and rewarding part as well. So what do each of you do at the magazine? Mm, it crosses over, actually. I mean, there's there's lots of the same things that we do, but then Gary does all of the tech, <laughs> all of the finances as well, and, and also writing. Well, yeah, I think we're both, cre- ultimately, we're both creative mm. people, as Sandra said. She's from a lifestyle journalism background, and I'm, I was an advertising copywriter and then a creative director and ran my own agency and things like that. So we're we're very creative, but as you guys know, you know, when you work in a creative industry, you're very like, oh, I don't do technical stuff. I don't do finances. We have people to do that for us. And then and suddenly when you're entrepreneurs and you're working for yourself, it's like, oh, who who fixes the photocopier? Mm-hmm. We have to do me. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> so we've taught ourselves to do a lot of stuff from scratch, a lot of the technical stuff, a lot of the the dry stuff if you like but that's fun as well just learning new skills mm. um, but ultimately we're, we're creative and we, we both overlap on ideas the whole time and you know it, you really have to trust your gut in these matters and you know especially with so much on you know topsy-turvy these days you know it's great that you you know trust your instincts but how would you say you're keeping the the magazine most relevant and strong uh, as a voice for our community, you know, which you've been doing so well? We, the last two issues that we did, we're very much, we're addressing what's going on, but keeping positive. So you can't, it's a really fine balance to do because you can't just say, hey, everything's great because everything isn't great. So you have to address that, but also you don't want to be downbeat. We have to, you know, there's a lot of great stuff that's going on out there. We're talking about these wonderful takeaway delivery services. We're talking about people that are doing great things in charity. There's so many good things that it's really, you have to champion that. Yeah. And you have to let people know that, you know, we it might be another three months, it might be another six months, but we will get past that. Things are going to change, obviously. But, you know, we're all creative, we're, we're, we're adults, and we will rise accordingly. Absolutely. So um, in the world of spirits, there's a lot of innovation going on, um, as we all know. And, you know, we love reading your um, articles on the spirits and spirits brand founders and all of the good things. So um, are there any uh, trends that you're seeing emerge in the spirits, specifically uh, spirits industry? It's difficult at the moment because a lot of things are on hold. Um, I would say that where the, the innovation is coming is with the, the delivery and takeaways. That's happening with restaurants as well. So we're getting a lot of um, 
delivery kits where the, the restaurants have part, almost part cooked the dishes, but you cook, you finish them off at home yourself. And I think that that is going to translate into drinks as well. Um, Marion Becky at, um, at the Gibson has got a wonderful cocktail kit that he provides with a bottle, lots of little nibbles and all of the things that you need to create a really cool cocktail ambience at home. So Even you get cigar. your cigars, yeah. Yeah. you get a lovely playlist, you know, yeah. there's all sorts of things. So it's about the experiences and, and getting people to still have some kind of an experience at home. Um, so I think we'll see much more going in that direction as well. And, and I think the other thing is not necessarily new, new, but that, that we're seeing exploding. And I'm sure you, you, you are as well, is that the no and low alcohol approach to mm. both the cocktails and the, the ingredients. And I think that's been a really positive thing, because as you guys will know, you know, you go back not that many years and you would go to a bar. And if there was a monk, one of one of you, for whatever reason, didn't want to drink that evening, didn't want alcohol, they really drew the short straw. <laughs> they got, you know, like soda with some orange juice and thank, have mm. that and go. And and obviously a few bars over the last five years or so, the good bars started to really cater for giving uh, great non-alcohol cocktails. And now obviously in the last, even more recently, We've seen some really good non-alcoholic ingredients, um, and it's it's great to have that option. Yeah. yeah. Also, lots of sodas as well. So that's another thing. There's just like we've got tons of sodas here to to try and, and things like that. So yes, the the low and no category is really exploding, and I think that it's a good thing for people that are not drinking, but also for people that do drink and want the occasional, you know day off or so yeah we're, we're we're seeing that on over here as well especially dry january yeah, yeah it's yeah. very high profile and yeah. um, i was going to as i said that it, it is difficult now because there may have been things that were trying to come through but it's not the best time for launches or for people you know to see all of this great creativity because the bars are in lockdown and um you know people well, we'll see. We'll see what happens. So I think a lot of plans are on hold. So, just despite all you know things being on hold, do you have any tips for our bartender friends or bar owners for getting your attention to get featured in the magazine? And you know, given that you're so international, if someone is from Kenya or Hong Kong, you know, what do they need to do to grab your attention? Well, we love hearing from people. We love great stories. They can be personal, which is even better. If people get in touch with us with their initiatives, sometimes they don't always work, but we do love to have voices from all over the world. You know, we're, we're based in London, which is great, but, you know, there is more to the world than London. And I think that the more voices that we all hear, the more that we can learn from. So it's always great to to hear from people from all over the world. We we used to have a feature every every issue where we would focus on a bartender from somewhere in the world talking about what they do. So that's something that we could bring back, you know, if we hear some great stories and people have got passionate voices about what's going on in their bars, what they're doing in their communities. That would be great, and and I and I think we would encourage uh, the bartenders, the bar owners, to also kind of look at their own offerings 
before they share them with us as through the guest sides because i think there's a thing that can happen a lot not just in the bar world and you know in life generally where you're so close to your baby and it's like here's my baby everyone's gonna love my baby and it's like hold on just stand <laughs> back a moment and uh, comb the baby's hair and so i think just the, you know that thing of just being a little bit objective about your story before you share it so it's very hard to have you know editorial calendar normally the magazine has a yearly editorial calendar planned but obviously with what's going on right now it's hard to plan anything however are there any like an evergreen story that you always cover each month where our listener can be part of well the the main things that stay always we always do um an international bar scene but that's usually something that we visit so that's from our personal point of view but we can have people's thoughts on on different bars around the world i'm not i'm not quite sure how we'll work that in but there's always room for great stories and as gary said it's not just about thinking oh i've got a new menu yes that can be great but what's so special about that menu why is it different why should we know and why should anybody care quite frankly so so those are the things that um you know there's no story that if it's good enough that we wouldn't publish so it's just about thinking how how it works with the cocktail lover's style what i would say to most people is make sure you look at the magazine before you pitch an idea to us because you know some people will just pitch straightforward trade stories we don't do that we're not just about repeating press releases we like to get a story behind it get our voice behind it and really be passionate about it so i would suggest that if you haven't already even if you don't get the magazine have a look on our website and get an idea of our tone our style and the kind of things that we write about great insights so how can our listeners best reach you to pitch their stories Uh, yeah, well, just go go to our website. There's a contact form on there. That's that's where we get sort of eighty, ninety percent of our uh, cold contacts, if you like. Um, people just go to the website. There's a contact form. Just fill that in, and that will come to the two of us. I mean, some people contact us via uh, Facebook, Facebook and Instagram. Yeah, but that, that's the, the and and one. the website, just in case, is thecocktaillovers.com. And that's also where we are on Instagram. Facebook is Cocktail Lovers. And now for the listener questions segment of our show, we have a question from a fan of the Cocktail Lovers in South Korea. Oh. It's Noah Youngjin Kwan, who formerly worked at Charles H. at the Four Seasons oh, brilliant. in Seoul. And uh, we visited there and saw him in action. That's amazing. He's great. And now he has his own bar in Seoul called Zest Seoul. And he opened his bar during this pandemic. Oh, wow. Bravo to him. Yeah, very, very brave soul. So he asks, what advice would you give to a new bar to bring its awareness to the global level, especially with travel being so restricted these days? Well, it's got to be good old social media, I think. You know, I mean, that's the way these days. We're lucky in some ways that the pandemic has happened now because at least we do have social media, we do have internet, and we can keep connected with anybody and everybody around the world. So it's about making yourself relevant on, on Instagram or on Facebook, Facebook Live, 
doing some some cocktail classes from from your um, from your bar. I would just say, yeah, build your audience that way, and and also send us some details. Let us yeah, know what yeah. are you doing. You know, we we want to know how how has it been. Now think about this: you've just opened your bar in the middle of a, a pandemic. How has it been for you? What are the struggles? How are you managing to survive? Those are the kind of stories that people want to know. Those are the things that we like to know because we want to know things from a personal level. So always think along those lines as well. And I think, again, you know, certainly from our point of view with those kind of stories, as we keep saying, you know, we we write for both consumer and industry. And as Sandra said, those kind of stories of how to open a bar in the middle of a pandemic, that's a great story for everyone. That's mm. not an industry-only story. You know, our consumer readers will be fascinated by a story like that. Wait, so the last question of our show. So um, what do you see the, as the future of the bar experience post-COVID? It's so tricky. Yeah. We we were talking about this earlier on as well, because on the one hand, I'm really optimistic and I'm like, oh, everyone's going to rush back into the bars and they can't wait. Because we've seen this happen after the first lockdown. People, okay, they didn't rush back into the bars, but they wanted to go back out. Everyone's been indoors for so long that people are planning when they can go for their next meal, when they can put on a nice frock and go and sit and meet with people. It's going to be different because before when we were in bars, you could stand up, you could hug, you could do all of this contact thing. And that's gone now. You know, it's going to take a long time before you can hug or feel free to, you know, to do those sort of things. So that does detract from the experience. But I don't think that people, I think people still want to go out. It might be some people that are a bit more hesitant. So if you're a bar with an outside space, that's great. Gary has a different take on it as well, Well, didn't you? Yeah, I think the thing that I think everyone's got to be aware of uh, from a bar point of view, is to, again, put yourself in the consumer, the guest shoes. Because after we came out the first big lockdown back in whenever that was, May, June of last year, I, as Sandra said, I think most people we knew were like, oh, I can't wait to get back. Yeah, but, but that's people that we know. Yeah, but, but there were also amongst people we know, a few people saying, I still don't feel comfortable. I'm a bit worried about going into a crowded bar. So I think you've got to really be mindful of your guest experiences and just make sure they're really comfortable with coming coming back out. Because I don't think we're going to go straight, straight back, back to how it was. No. I mean, we'd love it to, but I don't think that's going to happen in any major country or any major city. I think we've got to be really mindful and say, take people back on a journey and ease them back in and say, this is a safe environment. We're looking after you. Everything's clean. and you know, I, I think we've got to be really careful and take hold people's hands in a nice way. Mm, yeah. Well, we're going we're to have to build people's confidence, essentially. Yeah. And the trust. Yes, absolutely. Well, this has been so much fun, and I wish we can talk to you more yeah, uh, we, another we hours or so. <laughs> yeah, like, absolutely. Great to see you both. and. Thank um, you. Hopefully we'll see you in London, which is one of our favorite cities in the world, and sometime soon. Be well and be healthy, okay? Stay Thank safe. You. All right, love you guys. Love Thank you too. You. Love you too. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. It's 
always inspiring to chat with Sandra and Gary, the hardest working couple ever. Now that you know what Sandra and Gary cover, please feel free to pitch them your story ideas that would be of interest to a global audience. Do mention that you heard them on our podcast. We have a lot of exciting media guests in the pipeline as well. So please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, or your favorite podcast app. Please leave a review and tell your friends and colleagues. See you next week. Until then, join us as we move hospitality forward together.